Hey, beautiful people. My name's Amber, and this is A Nanny's Life. This podcast is dedicated to highlighting the full experience of career caregivers both on and off the clock. So welcome to the potty, friend. Make yourself at home. I'm actually drinking some coffee because it's morning, uh, and I'm still trying to wake up, but I'm excited because today we're going to talk about nanny shares Um, And I brought one of my good, good nanny friends who is an expert in this field, to be completely honest. Um, Let's welcome Mariah to the potty, y'all. Hey, friend. Hi. So happy to be here. Yeah. Yes. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit to the people. I shall. I shall. So as Amber said, I am Mariah. Um, I'm 28. I've been in the industry for about five years exclusively in the nanny industry. Um, but I've been in the childcare industry since little, so literally since I was like a little wee one. Um, I have my degree in human development and family studies. Um, I'm also a birth and postpartum doula. Um, so if you're expecting, you know, reach out to me. We can get a chat started about, you know, setting up a care plan for you. Um, and I also have a website called Holistic Essentials where uh, you're able to contact me and also purchase items that are, you know, geared towards helping you maintain your self-care. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> I love that so much. So real quick. So you've been in childcare for super long. Have you been working in like daycare centers or schools or daycares? Um when I was in school, I actually started off as an education major. So, you know, I was doing a little bit of, um, I went to Bowling Green State University. So they like put you in the field like immediately. So we kind of had like a student teaching like early on. So in the schools, um, my aunt was a principal. So when I was a kid, um, she used to run like Head Start at her school. And I used to like pull kids out and do like one-on-one tutoring. Just It would be like preparing them for the next grade. And I was like 12, like, so when I say been in the game forever, <laughs> when people are like, oh, you have all this, like, you know, they say like your time before 18 doesn't count, but you know, a lot of people are, have been in the industry doing stuff for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, that's dope. And I feel like that makes you a perfect candidate to be a nanny over a share because you're used to, you know, sort of juggling kids. Whereas I feel like a lot of nannies who jump into shares, they just see the dollar signs and they're like, oh, I can make that much more money. I would, sure, I could totally handle it. Yeah. And it's like people, and I honestly, I was one of them only because, so I worked with, twins for a year um and I ended up leaving that job and a family two families were looking for a nanny for their small babies and I was like two babies two babies it's the same thing (laughs) so I took a position and oh I worked that position for three and a half years and I am still with one of the families from the share so you know we have maintained our relationship (laughs) but it was an eye-opening experience for me. And so I guess the first thing I want to ask you is, who do you feel benefits from a nanny share? What party? Uh, 
I definitely think the family benefits more from a nanny share type of setup. Uh, for a nanny, it is a lot more than, you know, what a single family, what a single kid is. Like, even the days that I have one kid, I'm like, oh, I forgot. Like, life is... <laughs> the easy life Life is simple. <laughs> you're like you, you're able to just like flow at the beat of your own drum when you start adding you know more moving parts that means you know you're just stretched a little bit more thin you know you're bouncing from different house to house so you have to make sure everybody has the same tools and you know equipment and you know, just keeping track of things. Did this kid, did their water bottle make it home? Did their lunchbox, did, you know, just, it's just more on your plate. But yeah. there, there are benefits as well. <laughs> do you feel like, do you feel like it is sustainable to do that sort of work long-term? Like to work nanny shares for years and years and years? I think it depends on the nanny. And I think it depends on the people that make up the share. Um, I've been in shares. I've been with my current nanny share family. It's two families, four kids, basically two two-year-olds, two four-year-olds, basically. One of them's five. They're, they're about to be five and three soon. Mm -hmm. um, I've been with them. We're about to sign our third contract in October. So two years, basically. Um, Prior to them, I was in a nanny share, four kids, two families, two kids apiece for a year and a half. And that only ended because of, you know, COVID and stuff. Um, mm. So I've consistently been in shares for almost five, for a, the majority of my nanny career. Um, but I know for other people that might not be sustainable because they just don't like that fast paced life. But I'm also like... It is very fast-paced. It's very, very fast-paced. Even early on with this family, it was a lot of moving parts. Um, at one point, there were like three infants because we had the people that were initially in the share and then we would have like drop-in babies, so to speak, on Fridays. I know, crazy, right? Never was that something that you initiated or did someone just ask... It was something that was asked. Um, again, a lot of moving parts. They had like a previous nanny and someone was in the share and they were phasing out of the share. And the current share family, she was still on maternity leave. So baby was there and not there. So again, <laughs> a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving parts. Wow. So we had the flexibility to do that sometimes. Um, and also, you know, on the dating side it's like sometimes you're like dollar signs like <laughs> mm -hmm. you're like you know oh I can make an extra x amount of money for four weeks why not if I know I can handle it why not you know but for some I think a lot of that is also like knowing your limits and knowing your capacity don't take off more than you can chew like I know my capabilities what I can handle when I'm like okay I don't want to do that and so I'm you know, feel comfortable doing stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I don't think we were never stationary enough. Like the families that I have worked for the past several years have been very goal oriented, go, 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 achievement, 
activity, school. So for me, three was like a hard limit because for one, I don't have a nanny vehicle. I just have my personal vehicle. So three kids is all I can fit. But also like for scheduling, like they all had different activities, different schools. I was literally doing carpool at like two different schools in the same day twice a week but also had a baby that would do morning activities so we were just living in my car on the go all the time and it felt like so the the biggest difference for me with a share versus multiple kids in one family is that everyone expects you to serve well for me I felt this expectation to serve each family as if I was just their nanny Mm -hmm. as opposed to us functioning as a group Mm -hmm. um And so a lot of times, you know, one family would be like, actually, could you do X, Y, Z extra or take Mm -hmm. kiddo to an extra drop off or whatever? And I'm like, I mean, yes, but we should probably talk to these people, too, because, you know, I have to take care of this child. Mm -hmm. Um, I had one parent who would who realized that I would drive past their house to get to the other share house Mm -hmm. in the mornings. And once she caught on to that, she would text me and be like, hey, could you just can I just toss him in? you know, while you're on your way. And it's like, theoretically, sure, but I'm probably going to be late to the actual share. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to adjust my morning times to, to accommodate. Right, mm-hmm. right. So for me, it, it really, the biggest challenge for me was getting all the parents to consider all the kids and not just their own child in their mm-hmm. own household. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that comes down to how the parents, how the families met, exactly what their relationship exactly. is. Because I, I worked agreed. for people, yeah, I worked for people who were just like kind of friends, like associates in the community. So they were not invested in the other family's household mm-hmm. or child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what has yours been like? Both times, both families were already in some type of agreement prior. So, you know, they already knew how that works. And even if they didn't, you know, they're also very considerate. Like, you know, there's always group chats, group chats amongst the moms, you know, when we're talking about your son has been sick, what is your, you know, comfortability level? Just, you know, just a lot of open communication. And and I will say they are very considerate with stuff. They're like, you know, can I, can that, when that stuff was going on, do you feel like you would like to do that you know if you did what type of rate would you like for that so they've always been like very accommodating even like a kid is sick they'll keep their kids you know for the day that type of deal and you also like when it's like you know stomach bug sick stuff I don't mind a runny nose and stuff like that I also have like an immune system made of steel okay (laughs) (laughs) knock on wood like love it i barely even use my sick days like you know i like pay them out because i rarely am, i'm honestly really never, never sick like that aside from getting covid isn't that crazy <laughs> yeah no i think that's interesting and i think a good point to solidify here for anyone considering doing a share always communicate with everyone mm-hmm. don't allow (laughs) too many side conversations between 
just you and one parent or just you and one household, just go on and throw it in the group chat, the group chat. because it's going to force everyone to consider everyone mm-hmm. for one. Mm-hmm. But it also helps you maintain that professionalism because you don't ever want to come off as being more aligned with one family or the other. They will notice, they will comment, <laughs> they will feel feelings, okay. Big feelings. about that. Feelings. <laughs> Big feelings. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, also the sickness the sickness is a good point too because as a nanny we typically will work under any conditions honestly um with the exception of like a ridiculously like contagious like we're not going to work if you have covid but you know a runny nose a low-grade fever you know kids not feeling well is something nannies typically handle and that's part of the perk but when you're in a share all the families have to be comfortable with whatever sickness is going around and i found (laughs) that we had to adopt daycare policy and just get strict about it because you know no one wants sickness to come in their house exactly but also when it's in their house they don't want to have to stop their lifestyle or or their lives Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and we had a time we had a time with minor sickness if it was major everybody knew you know keep your kid home if they're super uncomfortable because you know having one sick kid in a share is not like having one sick kid in a household full of kids if the kid is at home you know you typically would just slow down your day and adjust your pace but in a share (laughs) In a share, it's like actually we got things to do, buddy. <laughs> we got places to go, people to see. This is not, yeah. So yeah, it it is really important. One, keep all communication in the group chat, and two, write out that sick policy. Get it in in you know ironclad. Let Moses chisel it or something because we need to be on the same page the before beginning. anything mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. And um, I feel like that is big, like with the contract when I first started with this family, there were some things like we weren't, that didn't pertain to us that were in the contract. And they're like, oh, you've got everything. I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. And then later on, you know, a few months later, some of the things that were in the contract were coming up and they're like, oh, I remember seeing that in the contract. I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah, it's already covered if you have any questions. So even you, if it's things like, you're like, eh, we're not talking about that right now. It is it's possibly gonna come up. Like if you're contracted to just work with one kid and they have multiple kids in the home, let's talk about on those days that that could be a possibility. Even though you're saying you know they're not right. gonna be my responsibility, right. let's talk. Let's let's have something in here just in case you know. So when it comes down the line, you're not having this squabble. <laughs> about right and that awkward like Mm -hmm. is this permanent should I let it slide should I address it Mm -hmm. yeah so I'm a person who likes to work with first-time parents I have my reasons but one of the drawbacks of working with first-time parents is they don't really know who they're going to be as parents they know who they want to (laughs) be they know how they want to be but life can sometimes change that Mm -hmm. so um how often do you feel like in a share you need to like have a come to Jesus meeting and make sure you're on the same page? Because I feel like every three to four months, things change. Like the kids change, the parents change, the household may change. Mm-hmm. And a year is a really long time in a share. 
a really long time. And it goes fast. (laughs) So how often do you feel like we need check-ins in a share? You think it should be more frequently than in a typical nanny position? I think it should be more ongoing. You know, Mm. in a one-on-one situation, you know, y'all can have like quarterly, monthly sit-downs. Whereas in a share, things are changing often. So I'm always pushing the conversation. I'm also a person of initiative. Like, I don't like to sit around and let things happen (laughs) around me. I like to be influential in the decisions, in in what it might look like, because at the end of the day, it's going to affect my day the most, you know? So um, just opposed to, oh, let's sit down every month, you know? I make sure, and granted, for everybody, this might not work, you know, I do have that little extra wiggle room at the end of my day, and my family, we're like, we're cool, so, you know, we might sit and have wine, or, you know, have a family dinner, or, you know, we're eating cheese, and, you know, just whatever, (laughs) whatever the case is, they're, like, really social people, you know, one of my dad bosses works with, like, you know, liquor, and wines, and things like that, so, they're just, like, social people, so... You know, we might have a five-minute powwow while I'm packing our stuff up to go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where I'm saying, you know, where it might be a slight rundown of the day. I'm also, you know, pointing out any changes, any things that I'm seeing that they might want to be aware of. You know, whether it's behavior or whatever the case, you know, with school, with us gradually starting to phase out, um, I'm like hey, I know daycare is a talk. Well, if you're not talking about it, I know it's in the timeline of things. <laughs> right. So right. Uh, what are you thinking about that? She's like, oh, yeah, you know, that's good you mentioned that. I have been thinking maybe putting, you know, him in a all week or a part time. Oh, OK, that's cool. You know, keep me updated with that. So I need to know how my life is going to be moved around, you know. So just being more get in there you know (laughs) you are yeah you have to stay ahead of the conversation you're the one who knows what's going on the most you can't be waiting around for them you know because sometimes Mm -hmm. they are paddling their feet (laughs) it's true and I feel like a lot of times parents underestimate um our I guess investment in knowing what's going on like I feel like me I I I like to know what's going on. Even if you feel like it probably won't affect my day or my life, I would like to know because it probably will and you just don't realize it because you don't don't do my job. Um, Yeah, and typically if you bring it up first, it's, it's a sign of professionalism and parents can't help but respect it. And even if they weren't already mulling it over in their mind, now you've brought it to their attention and now they're gonna think about all the implications of, you know, the, some of the choices that they make on not just their child, but you as the nanny and the other kids involved in the share. Yeah, absolutely. My goodness, I love this. So, one thing I struggled with mm-hmm. <laughs> being a shared <laughs> nanny was, so, okay, so nannies typically work longer days because parents have to work their full day, right? A lot of times that balances out with either having young children, so you have downtime during the day for naps, or 
having time off when the families travel. But being a shared nanny, families are not necessarily coordinating their travel. Mm -hmm. So I found myself working so much more Mm -hmm. (laughs) than typical because one family might go out of town, Mm -hmm. but the other family's still here, Mm -hmm. so I'm still working. And then they switch places, mm-hmm. so <laughs> but I'm still here and I'm still working. <laughs> yeah. So like, do you find yourself scheduling a lot more time off just because you have to do it ahead of time mm-hmm. or do you just work through? And that's funny. I was just thinking about that. So I found in my first year in this year. Um, okay. So my previous year, the mom was a teacher. So it was just a lot of built-in time um, off, mm-hmm. and dad was um, an entrepreneur, so he had a business, and he worked from home. So there was just, a, and they were just, you know, more off to get their kids, whether they were sick and just stuff like that. So I feel like I had more built-in, you know, off time with them. Mm-hmm. With my current family, my first year, I found that to be true. I'm like, whew, yes, Lord, I'm always on the clock. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so, yes, it, in that instance, I used up all my stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm scheduling here. I was here. I was there. I was, like, planning intentional trips. I'm out of the city, like, going, gone. See you when I come back. This year, a little, little bit intentional, a little bit just how things flow. I've just had a lot of off time. Like, they've all been traveling, you know. I love We've that. had, you know, they had COVID. I had COVID. So, you know, that time off, their time off, um, just different sickness. I mean, I've just, out of circumstance, I've been off a lot. So, I haven't, you know, I've just been just kind of taking a day here, taking a day there, you know, planned once. And I think that shows in how I've used my time as well. Like, I think I've been right. one place, <laughs> probably, because I have been able, when I'm off, I'm like, oh, okay, I can... I can relax, I can, you know, chill. So with that being said, in shares, I would recommend that nannies request an additional week of like Amen. PTO, Amen. vacation, whatever they call it, in addition to the standard two weeks that you normally would ask for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause it's just it's just a lot more work. And a mm-hmm. lot of the extra work is mental. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's invisible. So it mm-hmm. seems like maybe not a lot, but it is. It took me like a year to decompress from being a shared nanny, <laughs> like a full a year to adjust back and feel, you know, like normal. Like I had recuperated. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was, and maybe it's my personality. Um, I did have kiddos who could not have been more different as far as disposition. So and that plays a large role. Yeah, and you don't know when you start working with babies, you don't know what the, who which parent they're going to be like or, you know, if no. they're not going to take after either parent. Mm-hmm. So I had one super extroverted, super charismatic, busybody mm-hmm. child, and then I had one child who was like me, he was like his nanny. He could sit home and look at the wall and he was content. And that. when there were a lot of people, it was not okay. Mm-hmm. He did not like big crowds. He did not like those mommy and me organized classes. It was no fun. So when we were at home, I had one kid banging on the windows to get let out. Let me out, let me out. <laughs> but we, when we went to like classes and activities, I had one kid who was miserable and clinging to me because 
it wasn't a good experience. So we were only all content in the car or during nap time. <laughs> so for me, and that makes for a long day. It does. And it, and it's day. just so hard, like being around people and explaining like, please don't touch this child. Please don't talk directly to this child. This child's not ready. They're trying to warm up to the environment. Hang out with this child while you can. <laughs> you know, this one would love to talk. People are pushy. People are, even especially other caregivers because they feel like, you know, we're the same. I can do what you do. And it's like, like you don't know this. Yeah. Even even your post the other day about like helping the kids on the park and stuff. And I had someone this past summer, um, one of my nanny kids is like really small, but she's like, you know, she's a big kid, you know, (laughs) she's two. Right. And I had someone, you know, say like, oh, you need to watch her like on that thing or whatever, what type of thing it was. And I politely told him, you know, mind your manners. She knows her boundaries. You know, we do this. She knows what she can and cannot get on. She knows what she needs to um, ask for help on, you know. So you, you know, stay over there and we'll stay right. over here. But, <laughs> right. but nonetheless, like, you, you don't know what somebody's kid can and cannot do. Like, ask their mm-hmm. caregiver or ask that kid. They'll let you know. My kids will, if you say, do you need help? They'll say no. <laughs> or you could just not touch people you don't know. You know, children are people too. Simple as that. Simple as that. But that's too simple. We could just not. <laughs> too simple. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was interesting because it had happened to me that day. And I mm-hmm. had told my kiddo, who is almost two, but super capable. Mm-hmm. Um my because my rule is if you can do it you can do it but if you mm-hmm. can't do it you you can't do it i'm not going to do it for you i'm not going to put you up there if your legs are not long enough if you're not if you don't if your balance is not good enough i'm not going to put you in that situation because you won't learn mm-hmm. yeah and also i'm not always going to be here so if i'm not always going to be here to maintain your safety no ma'am mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you're going to preschool right oh okay okay all right <laughs> Exactly. No, and it's those sort of um, choices, um, Mm -hmm. those sort of dynamics also come up so much Mm -hmm. in a share because you could have a parent who is very, um, you know, very much in agreement with, you know, the philosophy that we just shared, which is, you know, kids are capable, let them do it Mm -hmm. if they can. Mm -hmm. If they can't do it, you know, oh well. But then you, you have parents who are like I'm the parent I'm the nurturer my if the child needs help give them help give them help um help them all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) do the things for them (laughs) yeah and like having those two different dynamics at once like do do I find a happy medium do do I get to establish you know what happens on on my watch is that going to be in between the families or is it you know like that's another thing that develops as time goes on (laughs) that you have to manage Mm -hmm. like that's why it's so much harder (laughs) yeah we had two very different households Mm -hmm. as far as the layout the setup Mm -hmm. right but both households (laughs) were not kid proof in any way Mm -hmm. um we had stairwells Mm -hmm. we had honestly honestly i felt that way going into it Mm -hmm. already knew Mm mm-hmm Everyone has commented that my kiddos were so uh, aware 
and that they weren't like constantly in cabinets and constantly playing with chemicals and you know seeking that sort of stuff because they had had to learn not to but the process of managing that especially in the like crawling in the early walking phase Mm -hmm. that was hard during the phase where no is not enough (laughs) mm -hmm. one household decided they weren't going to kid proof so the other household was like well if if you don't have to do it we don't have to do it so I was always constantly on guard and it was like if a kid because there there were fancy things you know breakable things of course um if a kid broke something, mm-hmm. if it was their house, their parents were like, oh, it's okay. If the kid broke something in the other family's house, it was like, well, were you watching them? Like, were you, what were you doing? Like, what was, so have you ever had that dynamic of like, it's, it's, I understand if my kid messes up, but mm-hmm. that other kid, maybe not. Uh, if they felt that way, they didn't show it. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know if that has to do with, you know, they're like, just like stuff happens Mm -hmm. or they also just don't have things that are broken are typically kid things. Um, And you might sense the, I feel like I can, I I can sense, you know, a vibe. So I can sense irritation, but it's also like, Mm -hmm. you can't pinpoint exactly who did it. And do you really want to say something like, in a moment of you, you don't really know what happened nobody really knows what happened and even if you didn't know what happened they're kids like so you can feel some way process that and you can say something if you like but I mean at the end of the day it's still gonna be broken but I've never personally they've never like I've never it's never come to words I'll say that <laughs> if they felt yeah. something hey but also respect and boundaries yeah <laughs> respect and boundaries but again they shared like the personalities are like on a list of what is the most important (laughs) personality type is like number one on the list if they don't if they're not gonna mesh it's just not gonna work it's just not and it really comes down to them because i feel like we as nannies are pretty flexible Oh, yeah. Once we learn what to expect, like we mm-hmm. can work for a type A family or a type Z family mm-hmm. if we know what to expect. But exactly. getting them to work together. That's the strong part. That's why I, I, I think it works when they're like previously friends. Or, mm-hmm. You know, they're able. The factors just have to add up. They need one of those diagrams like, oh, does this person live? With it? You know, and it like leads you to like, mm-hmm. yes or no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, like, we for- truly need a questionnaire. Somebody get on that. We need a questionnaire. <laughs> compatibility questionnaire for nanny share for nanny eligibility. Shares. Absolutely. A, a lot of moving parts. I've been mm-hmm. blessed to say that most of my families, I've never had any issues with any of my families, nanny share wise or uh, singleton. But I also think my discernment is very good. <laughs> <laughs> And like, I don't know. I've just always been like really close with my family. So I love that though. And when there are issues, like I've also, I think that comes with like not internalizing the things Mm. that are happening. Mm -hmm. Like, so if there are things that are happening that I may not agree with, I'm like, what's that saying? Not my circus, not my monkeys. Amen. I'm here for (laughs) this much of the day. 
I can control what is happening in this part of the day. The things that come in and out of that, hey, you're doing something as far as discipline that I don't agree with. Let me grab my other daddy kid and exit stage left. <laughs> Join them, bring them back. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. Again, nannies have to be emotionally int- intelligent. We have to be able to see a thing, notice a thing, and not take it personally. Because at the, nine times out of ten, they weren't thinking about you. <laughs> and while that can be offensive <laughs> to some, I mean... Mm-hmm. If they weren't really thinking about you, they didn't mean you harm necessarily. If it's something that needs to be changed, then you bring it up, you address it, but not as a, it hurt my feelings or I was upset when, or I feel like I da 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 da, because at the end of the day, you're in a role of service. (laughs) It's part of the job is managing the whole dynamic. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Yeah, if you don't take it personally, it won't affect you as badly. You'll be able to go home and go to your life (laughs) and understand that, you know, there's a difference. But there can be a learning curve on that sometimes. Oh, yeah. And you have to figure out ways that you cope with those things. Like, everybody, you know, do you have a Danny friend you can vent to? Do you have a way you can decompress? Do you have a way that you can bring it up to the family so they know, hey, that irritated me a bit? but (laughs) I'm cool, you know? (laughs) So that you're not just like, okay, it's not just being tucked under. It's being addressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm not feeling some type of way. My favorite phrase for those types of conversations is going forward or in the future. Because yes, we did this and I made it work this time. Exactly. But going forward... (laughs) I would like to avoid X, Y, Z and, you know, do things a little bit differently because I can't do this. Yeah. (laughs) And people understand that sort of verbiage. They understand, like, we're not not about to do this again. Professional twist on it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You got to make it cute, make it email ready. But going forward. Going forward. In lieu of. Ooh. Child. I actually, okay, so like a big thing that we don't talk about enough as nannies in general is that we end up with some degree of what I call village management, right? Which is we interact with teachers, we interact with coaches, we interact with grandparents, family, friends, etc. Mm-hmm. It always gets rolled into the job, but village management in a share? Whew. Sis. We had, so when I did the share, all the grandparents were out of town. No one Mm -hmm. was local, Mm -hmm. which means that when they did come to town, they was right, 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 right here, right here, (laughs) right here. And, um, when you have two small children and one of them, this is, this is your grandparent, but the other one, this is, this is not your grandparent, but we're all going to hang out today. How does that work? Do you find yourself? managing the village in a share or do you try to stay more hands-off when it's comes to that uh definitely more hands-off um i'm blessed to say that grandparents are one side grandparents are not local so when she does come um typically she's spending a long time with the kids like she's not Mm. with us Mm. um when she is with us 
I'm intentional with the interactions. Like, okay, I'll invite her to like, oh, would you like to come to the playroom with us? We're in a space where it's big enough. You can individually do what you want to do with the kids and I can bring the other kids this way. Or, oh, we're going to go to the park. Would you like to come to the park with us? You know, where we can, y'all can do your thing. We can do our thing, but we're still in the same area. <laughs> um, and then the other grandparents, they're just, they, they're also like, take the kids away. So again, have not been. <laughs> we'll it's just me, y'all. Do. Clearly it's just me. <laughs> But I also hear the stories all the time. And again, back to the boundaries. It's like so hard to manage if they don't respect those boundaries. So I think it starts with the parents establishing a boundary with the parent because they should be the one establishing the boundary. It shouldn't be put on the nanny because then it becomes like this. It could become a power struggle or nanny could feel animosity because now she has to be like, mean (laughs) Mm -hmm. to whomever is there of course they have those good intentions but I think it also depends on the ages of the kids too because like we ran into this struggle where you know when you don't have grandparents local and you have like a baby right so I'm talking like between 6 and 18 months some visits they instantly know who it is and they're, they're with it some visits these kids are like who what um who is this what's going on you know and then you have that whole like responsibility almost of fostering this connection and of cultivating the relationship you know kind of for them on their behalf encouraging the kiddo this is your grandparent this is da 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 and it can be a challenge and i won't say that like i resent having to do it because if my if I had a kid, right, because I try to put myself in people's shoes. If I had a kid and I had a nanny and my mom didn't live in town and I mm-hmm. didn't have time to take off work to mm-hmm. oversee this relationship, mm-hmm. I would want my nanny to be able to here and there help out right. with that. Right. Um, so I, I will always do it because that's, that's where I'm coming from. But it does yeah. add... It does. Again, it d- we're nurturers, but it adds to the load. It's Thanksgiving, guys. It's full. It's <laughs> it's piled up. Of course, meal at this point. <laughs> yeah, and doing that in a share. Like, imagine a grandparent comes in town, and your kid does not want to play with you. Your grandchild doesn't want to play with you because they don't remember you or recognize you yet. But the other family's kid does want to play with you because they just have that personality. But you're not interested in playing with that other kid's like the other family's kid because that's not your grandchild it the dynamic the dynamics and and they don't think about that i think that also plays a big role of a lot of people are like oh the job is so easy but they don't factor in all these pieces that go into making it look easy like even though i haven't experienced you know grandparents coming in and kind of overtaking the space when they do come you know we do deal with some kids are getting gifts now you know and the other kids are not you know so Mm -hmm. how do I mediate you know I can't say well can we wait (laughs) I can but that she's not gonna you know just because you say that doesn't mean they're gonna listen and then you're the bad guy you're the mean person you know yeah so there's just and some things come down to unfortunately in our job it is what it is you know (laughs) so 
what are you gonna what are you gonna do with it are, is this something that you are, can hand are gonna deal with or not and I do think that's why a lot of as we see a lot of nannies transition out you know they either don't want to continue to have these conversations or these experiences or they don't have the tools or they don't have the tools to address them in a professional way or they don't have the family that mm-hmm. want to compromise in those things so yeah. <laughs> when you yeah. when none of your choices are you know work it's like hey no that makes total sense and i think it's so funny you mentioned that and this is kind of a, a pivot but so many people are advising nannies these days right you have so many like coaches and consultants popping up mm-hmm. who have experience and who kind of want to mentor other people mm-hmm. want to steer nannies in the right direction mm-hmm. um of how to be successful in the industry but i think so many times we discount the 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 point of like this is coming down to chance <laughs> no really you know you it, it there's does. It's so hard to screen families and to really know, you know, like it's, there's always a honeymoon period. Oh yeah. Um, where everyone's on their best behavior, on their P's and Q's, treating Mm -hmm. you great. They're not Mm -hmm. back stressed out by work yet. Mm -hmm. Like there's always that adjustment period. And then there's just also the element of the unknown. Like things change. Like this family might. Yeah. And I mean, like some parents are super solid when they have one child or two children but that third child might you know stretch them too thin and then change your job you know and your level of stress and things like that and so it's like we absolutely do have you know the tools (laughs) to steer us in the right direction but there is still that element of chance where you can't necessarily predict the future and sometimes you have to suck it up and it is what it is and Mm -hmm. sometimes you have the opportunity to say, actually, this isn't working for me. I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with nanny shares, there's just that much more chance of things going wrong or changing. or Yeah. I yeah. definitely agree. <laughs> I just wanted to say that because I think, you know, we're out here being like, you can make a million dollars as a nanny. All you have to do is X, Y, Z. And it's like. Not that simple. It's more complicated than that. It's more and speaking of money Mm -hmm. I just this is my last like share point Mm -hmm. (laughs) to consider so when I did my share I have never babysat more in my life um I think a lot of families want a nanny who can date night and weekend sit here and there um and a lot of nannies are down for that because nighttime is easy money especially if it's your kiddos like it's easy money yeah Yeah. but at a point (laughs) your time (laughs) for me well for me it became an issue of my time is more important than the money Mm -hmm. um because at one point I worked 13 days straight by accident Mm -hmm. because if you tell me in May I need you for August 12th I'm gonna put it on the calendar and forget about it Mm mm-hmm and somehow I got so loaded up that when I say 13 days straight, I mean overnights, I mean date nights, I mean still regular 10-hour days. Um, so how did this happen? How did this happen? Because I, was, I had two different families, mm-hmm. and they both had needs mm-hmm. <laughs> of um, 
extra help and I always was just like yeah sure no problem Mm -hmm. um but I am now of the mindset that nannies don't need to babysit necessarily like it shouldn't be a given that you're gonna babysit for your nanny family I actually don't ever anymore (laughs) how about you (laughs) I am in a season of making money (laughs) so um I do although our first year I never really I feel like I didn't really babysit a lot you know not them per se um this year you know also the world is opening back up so you know there are they're like hey do you have availability sometimes I do sometimes I don't um mm-hmm. I'm also like again hands in many places um you know my one of my issues is like you know cultivating community and village so um also being a doula you know I need to be in these places where families are so I'm always you know doing date nights and just connecting with families you know making sure that they can you know enjoy being a person (laughs) outside of being a mother a father whatever so I do keep my book pretty open for date nights or just you know whatever whatever they want to (laughs) do yeah yeah, I did it for three years, and then COVID hit, and I was the only person going to work. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody else was, you I know. know. That was so strange, like, driving. But, you know, yeah, strange, but guaranteed money. So it's like, yeah. It was, no, it was literally, it was such a catch-22, because it was like, I have job security. I'm never going to, you know, I'm not going to lose this job. That I know. I'm not going to lose no. this income. But I'm also now going into a household where at least two parents are working from home. I have three kids, and we can't go anywhere. And we kind of need to be quiet, but kids are not quiet. But kids are quiet. And my hours haven't changed at all, even though nobody's commuting. But that's okay. That's cool. I'll just work my full hours, but I'm not going to (laughs) babysit. Like, I drew the line. I need babysit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In those circumstances... I felt such a difference, like, Mm -hmm. keeping my nights and weekends open, that, like, once the world opened back up, y'all know Atlanta opened up quickly. Oh, it was open, open. She was back wide open quickly, and I I had to tell my bosses, like, emergencies only. Like, I love you, I love these children, and if you really desperately need me, sure, but I would love it if you got a babysitter. Yeah. Yeah, and with... Yes. And with no, I have to prepare my mind, my body, my soul, my whole um, aura. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it has it has been good because the kids, you know, they have sitters. They have, mm-hmm. you know, they get to experience some other people. And that's um, good. And you're not the only part of their village. Like, right. I think that's a big thing with nannies. Um, make sure that's a, a lot of like issues on the professional level with nanny life. I feel like. Put it in the contract. Mm. <laughs> Put it in the contract. Like, especially, and I say that because the whole backup care, like, that is like a line in my contract. Do you have other backup care unrelated to Mariah Johnson in case of sickness? Because even if they don't, it's already in their head. Hey, mm-hmm. she is not the one. <laughs> That's important. No, that's super important. Super, super important. It's not the one. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I just love the kids. I can't. 
Yeah, I honestly, I miss the the aspect of the share where I was like watching this tiny friendship unfold. I know. And like when one family had a sibling, the other, the kid from the other family getting close to that sibling. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. And I think that my boys in particular, because they had such, and still have such (laughs) opposite personalities. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like they learned early on that like there are people in the world who are different than me. There are people who need different circumstances, mm-hmm. who operate differently. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm going to have to compromise. Sometimes they're going to compromise for me. You know, some people communicate differently. Um, and then for me, it was just such a, yeah, it was such a reinforcement that childcare is not one size fits all. Growing up is not one size fits all. Kids are different. And, you know, saying that you, you got the solution for every child, no, <laughs> no, they're very different. Yeah. It taught me so much, truly. And I feel like they're, I mean, my boys are probably going to be friends for life just because Oh yeah. it's been two years and they still love each other so much. Like so they see each other and they're like, oh, my best friend's here, you know, so that plays such an influential part in it. Yeah. I like love that. Yeah. That's the best part I love it. <laughs> yeah. I think shares are dope. Um, when they you, work. If you know what you're getting yes. into. Yeah. If when you know what work. you're getting into, when they work well, when everyone is willing to make it work mm-hmm. as opposed to just um, the nanny <laughs> doing all the work. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it may be something that you do for a season and then... You switch gears. Yeah. Like you, you have other gears, Mariah. Would we? Would you like to talk about your other gears, your other work? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So a little bit in everything. So um, as I mentioned before, I'm a doula. Um, currently, um, not taking clients. Kind of just wait, letting you know kids get back to the school, letting things settle a little bit. Um. So, where to begin? So, I do birth work. <laughs> um, so, with that, you know, we do prenatals. You know, the, the goal is to just educate you and empower you to be able to make the decisions you need to make during labor. You know, help you get through labor in a more holistic way. So, whether that's through, you know, pain management, you know, different comfort measures, um, holistic care. So, dealing with herbal treatments, aid. Um, I also listen to encapsulate. So, you know, in your postpartum period, if you're wow. looking to honor your placenta, we do encapsulations. Um, we can do tonics, salves, chocolates, if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> wow. Um, umbilical cord keepsake. So just a range of different things, you know, to just commemorate, you know, this vessel that housed your baby for almost five months like the placenta is like so magical (laughs) so magical um i also do postpartum work so i do have a package where um i'll provide 20 hours of care you know in your postpartum period whether you need that overnight if you need a little help around the house you know like housekeeping meal prep sibling support just Whatever you need to help you better transition into, you know, welcoming life home. And I think 
where do I want to go with this? <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think that like nanny life has like really contributed into uh, had a heavy influence into why I wanted to get into birth mm. work. You know, we see the aftermath of everything. You know, we see like after all the choices have been made. You know, yeah. we see the almost the good part. You know, and mm-hmm. not the journey that it took to get there and a lot of times you know the parents are the way they are or the kids are the way they are because of things that transpired you know in this pre-postnatal stage so I really want to just you know just be more influential in the community and helping parents get their kids to this like good side you know whether it's you know postpartum disorders you know there's just so many things that come up (laughs) Mm -hmm. after the baby's born and when they're pregnant like where they just need guidance or they just need you know a helping hand Mm -hmm. maybe that's why they you know people are so anxious you know you have these you come into these anxious parents and when you really dive into it it's because they had these traumatic births or Mm. you know they just you know it's just it's just so many things that make up the kids and the parents that makes so much sense yeah. <laughs> that makes so much sense because I was talking to my boss one day about, um, you know, how you think you're going to be as a parent versus mm-hmm. how you end up being and how some people, you know, are similar personalities before and after mm-hmm. having a child. But some people it completely flips. Completely and you're right. Changes. Like your pregnancy journey, your birth experience, like mm-hmm. all those things color your 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 view of parenthood mm-hmm. and, and how you move on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. once you have this little baby that's so important i love that i love it i I think more parents (laughs) more parents need doulas like whether it's for birth or postpartum like we need to get to a point where i mean a doula is is a luxury service but i think it's more important than those those frozen meal plans and like because that the support especially from a third party you Mm -hmm. know someone who's Mm -hmm. not necessarily emotionally involved that could be paramount you know yes yeah when you're you know you're overtired can't think straight you know hormones raging hormones are raging when you're up in the middle of the night trying to do things and you just can't even figure it out you're just frustrated like that that's what your doula is there for as far as your postpartum work but just having that companion outside of family who's Mm -hmm. listening to you Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not there for whatever other reasons you know yeah and who has been through this like Mm -hmm. i mean we as early childhood workers as Mm -hmm. nannies like we have more knowledge than the average first-time parent Mm -hmm. on what is to come and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's being able to assure someone that this is just a season mm-hmm. this is just a stage you're gonna get you're gonna look it. back on this mm-hmm. and you're gonna be like wow i made it through that you know perfectly fine um mm-hmm. sometimes that's all the support a person needs so i love yes. that i love seeing nannies find ways to still support families without necessarily doing the grueling day-to-day 50-hour week mm-hmm. nanny life yeah because it's it's all so important and there's so many ways that you can be there for families and kids without being a nanny per se. Mm. You know, you can be Talk a caregiver in so, so, so many other capacities. Like I said, I'm in, I'm a doula, 
you know I do date night you know as I'm I don't know if I mentioned before but my kids will be transitioning out of like Mm. full-time care because everybody's going to be in school so in a perfect world I'll stay on and just do pickup you know so that'll be what two three hours of my day max maybe so you know now I'm like okay what what are the other plans you know well you can you know you have your date nights and right now that's that's why I said I'm in a a season of you know making money I know that I need to have more consistent date night clients to start filling this void to Mm -hmm. of my nanny life so picking that up now I'm like okay who can who who can who do I see that's going to be more regular so you know now I'm not working what 36 hours a week as a full-time nanny but I might work Eh, 25 hours a week doing date mm-hmm. nights so I'm losing some income but I'm not losing a lot you know um I also do event child care so um you know Talia has a nanny agency she does event child we care. love Talia yes <laughs> silent plug there um, <laughs> so you know just working with um her and that so that's like date nights but um how you a nanny getting into that you would basically look for it could be an agency it could be a business that provides child care for other events so um you would just come in um, they would have all of the supplies needed you know whether it's the toys activities etc etc and you're basically coming to work for these short little increments of time you get paid mm-hmm. and you're out of there you know so it's nice yeah. and fun you know lightweight you don't have to you're responsible for you you just come show up do a job and leave you know that's so I awesome love those um yeah. what else i mean so many so many so many um i just yeah. did a night this weekend and we lost power overnight <laughs> whoa <laughs> it was insane it was insane it was insane um but yeah i also comes down to like finding a passion so find, mm-hmm. finding something that you really like. See Amber. <laughs> Doing her podcast. Yes. Yeah, I just uh, like talking. So. Of course. Here we are. <laughs> um, I yeah. mean, N- NCS work, newborn care mm. specialist. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just so many a- avenues of being a caregiver that you can get into. Yeah. Without being a full-time yeah and there's yeah and there's different different levels of commitment different Mm -hmm. levels of stress you may be taking on Mm -hmm. also different levels of uh stability you know being a full-time nanny is stable it's great because you get you get your check every week or every two weeks Mm -hmm. you can predict that um some of the other areas are more contract work but you have a little bit more time for your own life Mm -hmm. you can be at home you can clean Mm -hmm. your house Mm-hmm. You know, your own house. <laughs> you Not know, things like that. Things. That's also why I do like doing part time work. So you can, like, yeah. build your schedule up. Absolutely. Because like, this family, I'm full time, but I'm like full time four days a week. So mm. if I wanted to, you know, I could add a Friday client. <laughs> yeah. I think four day weeks should be standard in the nanny community, but that's another conversation for another day. <laughs> five days is a lot of days it's a lot of days so many days in a row <laughs> so many days I'm so like who days. made the two day weekend because it's not really a three day weekend I don't, I don't know what happened with that mm. <laughs> it's wild 
wild. But yeah, nice. okay. So this was a good chat about I share life. You know. Um, I hope there were some positive aspects. I know we were like keeping it real about some of the struggles, but it is a beautiful thing. It is. It so is a beautiful, beautiful thing. You make more money. You do. You learn a lot. You, you get do. to cultivate a relationship. Um, and you learn a lot of conflict management. Conflict management and problem solving, okay? Yeah. Yeah. You learn a lot. A lot of transferable skills. That's true. Because so many more families are looking to do shares because daycare doesn't seem as viable an option after mm-hmm. what we've been through the past couple yeah. of years. Um, and it can be great. It really, really can. As long as everybody's on the same page, as long as everybody's mm-hmm. transparent and communicates. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and as long as you take care of yourself as that caregiver. It's most about important. you at the end of the day. You make, you make the table go round. <laughs> mm, you are the table. You are the table. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Don't you forget it. Well, yay. Thank you so much, Mariah, for being oh my gosh, here. Thank I'm going to put. I'm so excited. Yes. Love this. I'm going to put all your info will be in the description so y'all will okay. be able to find Mariah. But if you want to tell us your social handle and your email or your website yes. one more time, yes. just so we have it. So, my Instagram name, if you're looking to get into my caregiver life, is the period cadabra period. Nanny, Kadabra spelled K-I-D-A-B-R-A. My website is www.essentials.com. Essentials is double print. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta be out there, of course. Um, so I like that it. is spelled A-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-Z. And you can reach me um via email at support at essentials.com oh my gosh i love it thank you so much for this chat thank y'all you. check my friend out i i like this nanny a lot she's dope you know, Amber's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and we met in atlanta so we, we got we sure did we have met in real life so i can say we that's my friend for atlanta. real <laughs> not a friend in my head okay <laughs> I love it. Okay, friend. Thank you so much. Yes, and y'all will we'll be back next time with another fun topic to talk about. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye.